Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. Today we are coming really to the the close as far as messages are concerned with our experiencing God. And and the the title as you see is The Adventure Continues. Um, And I want us to go immediately and look at the zinger of the week uh, as as we prepare ourselves for this uh, time that we have together. Uh, And this is a statement from Experiencing God from the booklet. This study should be only the starting point for a whole new adventure in following Christ daily. So uh, that's kind of the basis. That's the premise of what we're looking at today. You know, that this study is just should be just the starting point. And and for, for some of us, it's not the starting point, but it's just a booster point. Uh, but it's definitely not the end of what God is doing. During this time together, uh, we as a body, we've seen God do a lot, right? Uh, you've seen, uh, we've heard about God doing a lot through others, right? Yes. Uh, we've been challenged. Anybody been challenged? Uh, absolutely. We've been challenged, you know, to, to, uh, to get our thinking to align with God's thinking, uh, rather than stinking thinking or world think. Uh, and so, we, we've seen God. And so it's not just stuff about God or seeing God working, uh, but I've, I've had testimony after testimony of people just share with me how, man, God was present. You know, God was there. Uh, God met me at this particular point. And, uh, and that's all awesome. Now, on, on, the last, on the last day of, for the workbook, for those of you uh, who are just so, you know, beaver and persistent, and you're going to get it all done and fill in all the blanks, and you finished it up. But we were reminded, uh, Blackaby, you know, talked about on the last day how many people who've gone through this, you know, millions and millions of people have felt let down, you know, whenever they finish the course. And maybe, maybe you are the same, same way. Some of you may have been a little bit relieved. You know, like, man, good gracious, uh, we got through it. But, you know, it's like, man, there's just been this intense time of just really pressing into and seeking God uh, throughout this study. And then there's been a letdown. Um, but it shouldn't be. It should be just the adventure continues. But, but here's one of the things that I think that, may, that, that we may be prone to in reason for the letdown is that we really stop pressing into Him, into Jesus, on a daily basis. We stop seeking Him on a daily basis. Uh, you know, we stop what we began the year talking about, abiding. You know, it's like, man, I got through, you know, I got through this and now I just need some time off. No, no, no. Why? Because He is light. He is the very essence and the source of light. So as we think about that, the adventure, the adventure continues, but there is a tendency and we are, can be prone to, to kind of let down our guard. Well, what does God want us to know? What is what God wants us to know? 
And then what does God want us to do? So let's take a look at that. What does God want us to know? Let's look at this. The heart of experiencing God is to move you from merely being religious to having a vibrant, real, growing relationship with God. And uh, we talk about that all the time here as a body and as a family. You know, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship, a living relationship with a living Lord. And, and God, and through His Holy Spirit, brings about that vibrant relationship. It's not something that we can muster up. We can't read and study enough, but we can simply, by faith, trust Him to do what He promises to do. So, as we think about this, uh, this vibrant relationship, there's two things I think God wants to remind us, and we were uh, in our experience in God's study, two things I want to point out. Number one, intimacy with Him can be lost. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these first things uh, as far as what God wants to know, because I think that every one of us who are followers of Christ can, can say, yep, been there. You know, yep, been there. Intimacy can be lost. Look at that verse there. If your heart turns away so that you do not hear. And this is just a quick reminder for, I think, all of us that, that if, if we find that that is being lost, you know, there, there are some indicators that, you know, we're not really hearing God, you know, from God. You know, that our heart's not beating fast for Him. Or maybe, maybe you've lost your joy or, or you've lost your hope. You know, God reminded me this past week that, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of abiding in Him is love, joy, peace, all, the, all these things that we are celebrating when it comes to Advent. So it's not, it's not just something He gives us, it's Him producing all of this in us. So if there's a loss of joy or loss of hope, or if there's a spirit of discouragement, that may be an indicator. That may be an indicator. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not abiding. You know, there, and, there, and, and there, are reasons, there are reasons for that. There's some things that, that he pointed out from uh, the Gospel of Luke chapter 15. Some of it can just be flat carelessness. You know, especially during this time of the year, there's so much to do. You got your, your to-do list, your checklist, all this stuff that we need to be doing. And yet, we're just kind of taking that for granted. Uh, some, of, some of it could be we just you know, get distracted. Again, so much stuff coming our way. We get distracted. We maybe get a little bit overwhelmed. But God reminds us time and time again in His Word, seek first, seek first. So no matter what, take time uh, to seek Him first. It, another reason for losing the intimacy is like, well, you just go, well, I'm just tired and so I'm just going to do my own thing. Uh, and... and what happens at that is it affects our, our whole countenance. It affects our relationship. It will expect our fellowship. The relationship is not broken, uh, but the fellowship is messed up. And you, you've experienced that in just your everyday lives. You know, if you offend somebody, the intimacy is lost. Uh, there's not open arms. There's not that genuine intimacy there uh, because there's been an offense. But here's the good news as far as what God wants us to know. Even though intimacy can be lost, intimacy can be restored. It can be restored. And I, I just want to encourage you. And it may be that as you've gone through this study, and maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're just killing, feeling flat in your faith, uh, and you're not really all excited about what's going on at Christmas. You're kind of going along with stuff. Here's what God wants you to know. Intimacy with Him can be restored. Look at that one verse right there. It says... Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, says who? 
Isn't it interesting, right there both times, he says, return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. I think that's a good reminder of just who He is. He is God. He's Almighty God. And all we need to do is simply acknowledge that and trust that. And He said, just turn, just turn around. I listened to, uh, to, to Pastor Dave's uh, uh, message last week and was encouraged by it. I hope you were. Were you encouraged by that? And, you know, and he made a good point, you know, as far as, he made a lot of good points, but, uh, made, as far as, you know, it's like, you know, what we, when we sin, sometimes we let the evil one just kind of define us and declare us, you know, something over us that's just not true. When we sin, we need to just do what, what God says to confess and then go on. Cause he cleanses us. He's an east west God. Jesus has already covered those sins. We just need to hold our hand up when we commit the foul in basketball. Hold our hand up. Yeah, that was me. And then go on and win the game. Uh, be victorious. Intimacy can be restored. So if you're feeling a little flat or if you've lost your joy or if you've just even made just like a just a headstrong, rebellious decision and, and you know in your heart of hearts that God is inviting you back to experience His hope. Experience who He is, peace and joy and love, light, all of that, then just return. Just turn to Him. Confess to Him. Embrace what it is that He's wanting uh, to do in your life. So that's what, that's what He wants us to know. Now, what does He want us to do? Now, let's talk about this. These are just all reminders. And, and, and most of what we see in, in the Word of God is, is, is seeing God say, Hey, remember this, remember this, remember this. It's reminders to us as far as what God is wanting to encourage us to do in order that we can continue the adventure. Or, or maybe even for some of you is to begin the adventure. And the first one is simply this. Guard, guard your heart. What does He want me and you to do, especially during this season? Guard your heart. Look at this verse, Proverbs 4.23, one of my favorite lifetime verses. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Your heart. You know, uh, give me an undivided heart. Ask God to do that in your heart, which only He can do. I, I, I like the King James where it says, you know, guard your heart above all else for out of it flow the issues of life. You know the issues you have in your life? It's because many of them is because you haven't been guarding your heart. You can intentionally guard your heart. What does that mean? That means be proactive. My mama used to say, an ounce of prevention is worth what? A pound of cure. All right, so y'all know. You know exactly what, it, what it's about. So it's just being intentional about that. Look at this next, look at this next statement as far as, you know, when it comes to life, as far as temptation is concerned. Temptation is not always about doing the wrong thing. Temptation is also about not doing the right thing. It's just saying, let me, let's do the right thing. What, what's the right thing? What does God say? Come to me. Seek me first. He tells us in here to, to guard our hearts. There's a lot, there's a lot that's clamoring for our hearts in our everyday lives. But he says, I want to be first and foremost. He says, love me with all your what? All your heart. All your heart. And He has placed that love in us as followers of His through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So guard, guard your heart. 
That's one thing that He wants us to do. So y'all, you in? You game? Guard your heart. Okay, here's His reminder to us. Guard your heart, especially during this busy season right now and as we enter into a new year. Second thing, get God to counsel. Get God to counsel. What, what's this talking about? Throughout this study, we have been exhorted to do life together. In, Amer in America, we are individualistic. You know, we want to do our own thing. And then ego creeps in, and then we have image stuff, and we are prideful. But ego, remember what it mean, means? Edging God out. You won't be doing this if you've got an ego issue. If you're thinking about, ah, oh, yeah, they'll think bad of it. No, 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 no. Get godly counsel. And that's the reason God says it's so important for us uh, to, to do life together. Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there's no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, what I'm not talking about, I'm not saying get everybody's opinion on something. I'm talking about go to people that love God, that, have, that, that you know that they are committed and grounded in God's Word and they are committed to God's agenda as we've talked about to God's will, that God's will is done, and that they're not swayed by trying to impress people or please people, but that they love, that they genuinely love God and they genuinely love you. But get that godly counsel. I cannot tell you the number of people, the number of people that have struggled, number of families that have struggled for years and years and years. Why? Because they kept it to themselves. You know, listen. When it comes to a walk with God, it is very, very personal. But God teaches us here, it's not a private thing. He says, confess your faults one to another. Seek God the counsel because it's in that that God is able to demonstrate all that we're celebrating right now. Hope. You're going you're gonna to find Jesus with skin on as you come before someone that is... Uh, able to help unlock some stinking thinking, a lot of family dysfunction or personal dysfunction over the years. But we see time and time again that God rewards those that honor His process and coming together and doing life together. So get godly counsel. Number three, am I moving faster? Or am I moving way too fast for you people? Huh? Now, I don't know this word. Just, it just popped in my mind. So, so and, I, and I even thought, it's God, this is okay. Uh, galvanize my relationships. Gal it, in that last week of study, one of the focuses was, again, our relationships, especially our family relationships and our, our you know, people that we live with and our church family. Galvanize those relationships. Now, why I said it was okay in my mind to use that word galvanize is, is because I was just thinking, you, you know, you've galvanized. I was, I was thinking about, you know, horseshoes, playing horseshoes, and it's usually with that galvanized steel that you throw those horseshoes on. and it keeps, Don't look at me like that, Barb. It bothers me. Um, you know, but to galvanize something means to coat iron or steel with this protective layer. Would you, say, would you say that our relationships needed a protected layer? Absolutely. And, and there's some intentional stuff we can do to, to go deeper. But, but, but I asked Siri, I said, Siri, what does galvanize mean? You know, here's the first definition that... There was two. 
The one I just read was the number, number two. The number one was this, to shock or excite someone into taking action. Have you, have you ever heard that definition? I never thought about galvanize like that. But to shock or excite someone into taking action. I, I, I felt the Lord's conviction as, as I was going through that, that 12th week and just how, you know, how devoted God is to us, but how, how devoted God is to our families and how He has called, called us to, to understand and to realize that He's got a plan and a purpose for every, our, our, every one of our lives and that you know if you have a spouse, galvanize that relationship. You know, it's not just, hey, you know, we both believe. No, 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 no. It's praying together. It's processing together. And being very, very intentional in coding that marriage. Or when it comes to children, you know, it's being very intentional. And some of us are going, man, gosh, Lord, I just made a lot of mistakes, you know, and I just didn't do it right and all that kind of stuff. And now that's coming from the evil one. All you got to do is say, God, yeah, I can't. I never could. You can. You said you would. So can God redeem that? Absolutely. That's the reason we have hope. That's the reason we have joy. That's the, that's the reason we are excited. That's the reason we sing, go tell it on the mountains because God can redeem a bunch of junk. He can resurrect crucifixions. And so, it's here where we come and, and go, wait a minute. Lord, you want to do something in my family. Listen, all my kids, all my kids are grown 32 to 23. It's like, well, this doesn't apply to you. Absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. How, how can I galvanize those relationships? How would God have us do that? First and foremost is continuing to trust God and to pray. And then, and as we say, and it's on your outline here, ask questions. Ask God-centered questions. Uh, not just, not just uh, you know, questions about the weather or hey, how was last night? Speaking of last night, whew, man, uh, went to a wedding in Birmingham and uh, drove over there. Matt and I drove over there. Three hours of just pouring down rain on I-20. You know, all the trucks are on there. You can't see, tight-fisted. So if, if I look a little bit like this today, it was like three hours there and then three hours back, and it was, I didn't like that. So anyway, uh, you know, we can, we can talk about all that kind of stuff. Yeah, how many trucks are packed? No, no, no. Here, here, just again, just an encouragement to shock someone into take, and and it may be a shock factor for you, and it may be a shock factor for your family to say, "Hey, what's God been teaching? What do you sense God wants you to do? What do you sense God wants us to do in this situation?" You go, "Well, we've been going for years just doing our own thing." No, no. Well, God's inviting us to join Him in His work. That's what this is all about. His agenda, what he has got going. So, so it's just maybe it's that shock. Like, let, let's start asking that. What is God teaching you? And, and, and allow God to work. What has God taught you lately? You know, where do you see God at work? Galvanize relationships. And galvanize relation, this is another encouragement for us to galvanize relationship with our church family, our church body. One, one, one of the reasons that let down, 
that other people have experienced after going through a time of experiencing God as we have as because okay, we're done. And then, you know, everything kind of dissolves. Be very, very intentional about continuing to do life together with, within groups. You know, yeah, it's great to come here, but to continue to do life together within the context of small groups and life groups. And if you're not a part of one, check on that info card. Hey, I want to know about some groups so that I can allow God to do His great work in my life. Last thing, go and share what God is doing. That's what we were singing about earlier. Go tell it on them. Go and share what God is doing. And, and that's what it's all about. Listen, does this challenge your church on Sunday provides an opportunity for the saints to be equipped for their mission throughout the week? So in other words, a, lo a lot of the mentality out there is like, well, if I go to church and check, done, good. No, 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 no. Uh, this, is, this is just the place where we come to get tanked up and fueled up for what God's going to be doing in the world every day. Go and share what God's doing. And, and be intentional in looking for where He is at work all around us. And all of this stuff, and again, many of us have learned and been challenged, but all of this stuff is just not in, just information that God wants us to have. Look at this next statement that's on your outline and also here on the screen uh, from Experiencing God. Don't treat God's truth as a doctrine to be believed but it's a reality that must be lived and experienced. God didn't want to just come and say, okay, look at all this good information that you have. Isn't this amazing? No, but it's so that we can apply it to our life each and every day. And that just really supports reality number seven from the seven realities. You come to know God by experience. Not just information that we've gathered, but by experience as you obey Him and He accomplishes His work through you. Go and share what God is doing. At work, at home, shopping, wherever you may be, go and share what God is doing. Look and see where God is working. Again, it's uh, we get our agendas, we get our focus, we've got a lot to do, but God is working and He just wants to open our eyes to see where He's working. Let me just give you an example. Pam said I could share a little bit. She was out doing her thing. She's good at shopping. She does a lot of shopping. So she's just shopping. She's checking out when you buy a dress for, for the banquet. She's buying a dress, and the young lady that was checking her out said, oh, this is real sweet. sweet. And I'm going to get a lot of this wrong, but you can correct me later. Uh, you know, that's just real nice. Is this for a party? And she said, yeah, I'm buying this for our Christmas banquet we're having at our church on Sunday night. And, 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 and the young lady um, she acknowledged, I think she had maybe been to a Christmas party, you know, but she goes, and she pointed to what she was wearing. She said, yeah, I'm of, of a different religion. I don't, I don't really get invited to many Christmas parties. Uh, and Pam says, well, you certainly can come to ours. And, uh, and it kind of shocked her that she invited her to our Christmas banquet. Our Christian Christmas banquet. And, and, and so Pam went out to her car and it just so happened to be that the little insert for the banquet happened to be on the front seat of a car. And so she grabbed it and she went back in there 
And she gave it to her. I think they exchanged phone numbers. No, wait a minute. You go, oh, you know, yeah. No, 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 no. Look and see where God's working. Look and see where God's working. I got a text, I think, the next morning from Pam, and she said, hey, and she, she kind of described what was going on. She said, pray for me. She said, this is uncharted waters for me. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, I, I don't know much about that, you know, that really, and, and, and my simple response was, hey, just remember, remember, you're practicing exactly what we've been, God's been teaching us through this. As servants of His, he doesn't give us a list of something to go do and then we go, to, no. He just says, show up and then I'll do it. And remember this, this is not uncharted waters for Him. You just keep being available. And so, there's more to that story. But he, here's the deal. You know, God is working. God is working. I, mean, I could allow some of you to get up right now and you could just share, you know, you're going in there to do a job. you got stuff to do. These people expect you to fix stuff or all this kind of, And yet, there are people there that if you're just open your eyes and, and just ask God, God, where are you working? There's going to be opportunities. Because see, here's the deal. It's, it's, as Courtney prayed earlier, He loves there's not one person that you and I are going to lock eyes with, no matter what they do and no matter how they act, that He does not love and that doesn't matter and that is not of great, great value to Him. Now, some of, now some of you are saying, ah, you know, Mike, I really appreciate all that and that's good. I'm pretty excited about the banquet tonight. Uh, but quite honestly, I, I'm, I'm not seeing this. I'm not... You know, you're, we were talking about look to see where God... I'm not seeing God work. And there, and there, and there are others of you that may, maybe you have, but it's like, well, I'm not seeing Him work, you know, right now. But does your ability to see really tell us the truth as, for, as to whether He's working or not? No, the Bible's already told us the truth. God is always at work. He is always at work. And he is inviting us to join him in that. There's a good, there's a good encouragement right here, and I think a, a, a strong reminder, um, and it's from the book of Second Kings. And if you have your, if, well, I don't know if you have your Bible, you can, or your your phone Bible Gateway, or whatever the case is, you can turn there with me, or you can just listen to this. But you know, this is this is just a reminder uh, for us that that if you're not if you're not seeing it, if you're not Feeling it? Just let's just ask God to do that for which He always intended to do. Now, this is a story uh, here of uh, Elisha, and uh, so he is a man of God. You know, he's and he is the, doing God's work, and 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 there's the king of Aram is is out trying to just just mess with Israel and. And, and destroy them, and and uh, it's got all these these um, military plans, and and then God just kind of lets Elisha know, and Elisha just lets the king know, yeah, hey, don't do this, don't do that, watch out here, and and then the king of Aram is just just mad. He's going, there's a leak here. There's a, somebody, somebody is giving them a heads up, 
And they're going, it's not us. It's this, it's this prophet man. You know, it's this man, Elijah. And he goes, where is he? And I'm going to pick it up <coughs> with verse uh, 13. He's mad. He's mad. He said, go find out where he is so I can send men to capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent, not Alabama, then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there, and they went by night and surrounded the city. So this is real. Now when the servant of the man of God, when the servant of Elijah got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. And then here's Elisha's response. He said, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then he prayed this prayer and it's there on your outline. Then Elijah prayed and said, Oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. I love that picture. I love that picture. We can, we can continue to go on through life and we just keep it all in the physical and the tangibles or we can embrace the fact that we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings. This flesh and blood will one day die unless Jesus returns. We are spiritual beings and there's a spiritual reality out there that God wants to open our eyes to so that we can see. Pam, you got a little taste and you saw a little bit of where God's working. Others of us, you know, have seen where God is working. And it may be that, that you are here this morning going, I, I, I'm just not seeing it. I, I'm just not seeing it. There have been times in my life, you know, it's just, I, I'm, I'm just not seeing it. Well, here's the prayer. And this, this is a declaration of belief and trust in Jesus Christ. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may open my spiritual eyes so that I can see beyond the tangible, beyond the immediate, beyond my needs, beyond uh, my deficiency. Open my eyes that I may see you and where you're working around me. There's been, um, through this past year, God has given reminder after reminder and opportunity after opportunity to, to show that He is a God of great love and compassion and forgiveness. And, and that He is inviting us to be able to join Him in what He is doing. And that His glory can be declared through a people whose heart is right and directed toward Him. But sometimes it's easy to get a little bit discouraged again because of life, because life happens. Or maybe that those that God has put on your heart uh, and, and that you're praying for, as a matter of fact, there's some of you who have invited folks to be a part of the banquet tonight and, 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 and you've been praying for them and, 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 and you're just hoping that they would come to see the love and the truth of Jesus Christ, not just a tradition, not just a religion, but to encounter the living Lord. And maybe, maybe there are some of you here that you know, you've, you've been reaching out to some folk for a long time and they still haven't come. You're not seeing a change in their life. 
And sometimes it's a little bit easy for us to get a little bit discouraged when we're not seeing change yet. But I, I want to just, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the chance and, and read it along with you. But God really encouraged my heart. It's in the Experiencing God devotion, day-by-day day devotion, uh, this past Tuesday. And I'm, I'm just going to read this. Uh, just a reminder, during this Advent of what we are celebrating, of the power of God's love, so it, uh, here's, here's the verse as far as the prophecy of Jesus in Isaiah 53 two. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. Now, sometimes we read this stuff and go, ah, what's this talking about? R- read along with me. The coming of Jesus was like a tender plant in the midst of a parched ground. Parched ground offers little hope for survival. It is dry and too hardened to allow most plants to p- penetrate crust, the, its crust. Yet Jesus was prophesied as a tender plant that would break through the hostile soil and overcome the dry and lifeless environment in order to bring life. When Jesus was born, His people were hardened to His Word. There's no written record of God's having spoken to His people for 400 years. Wow. The religious leaders of Jesus' day had studied and memorized the Scriptures but the words were lifeless to them. So hostile had they become to the truth that when God's Son came to them, they killed Him. Nevertheless, despite the enmity of the people, Jesus brought life to all who believed in Him. Jesus is capable of bringing life to any person, society, or culture, no matter how hardened or hostile they have become to the Gospel. Wow. Even the most callous sinner will discover that Jesus knows how to penetrate the heart, uh, the heart and bring life to where there was only bitterness. The work of Jesus in a person's life may seem fragile at first, but like the mustard seed, it will eventually grow into a something strong. As you pray for someone, this is the encouragement I want to leave for all of us. As you pray for someone you care about, don't be discouraged if this person has not responded to Jesus. Just as a tender plant finds a way to grow in a hard and unreceptive environment, so the love of Jesus has the ability to emerge in a life that seems completely unresponsive. God is exhorting us not to see with our natural eyes. He is saying, see through His eyes. So here's my, here's, here's my challenge for all of us today. Two prayers. Two prayers. Number one. Lord, open my eyes that I may see what You're doing. Open my eyes, my spiritual eyes, that I may see and, and, and not just see from these physical and make judgments and decisions from the... Open my eyes that I may see. And number two, open hearts today and tonight through Your wonderful and radical love. Will you do that with me? Let's pray. Father God, we pause right now and we come before You because Jesus, for many of us, we've discovered that You are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, that, that as we sang earlier, our only hope, our only peace is You. 
that you're the very essence of our being. And, and today I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do that for which only you can do and just open our eyes. Just as you did Elisha's servant, just open our eyes that we may see how you're working, that we would that, that we would have faith in you, that we would demonstrate that faith by praying even this prayer. Open my eyes that I may see. Where you are at your table right now, would you just make that your prayer? Just say, Lord, I don't really understand it, but open my eyes that I may see you. That I may see where you're working in my life, where I see you working around me. Open my eyes to see where you're working even in my family. And now, Lord, open our hearts. Lord, there may, there may be someone here today that's I've done the religious thing, done the church stuff, but today, because of your love, today is today. Today is the day that, that your Holy Spirit has brought them to this place of that tender, amazing love of Jesus to burst through. What may have been hard-headedness or callousness, Lord, we're just asking Jesus, that tender plant, that tender shoot, to burst through, open our hearts and our lives to your great and amazing love that we may know your forgiveness, that we may know your joy, that we may know you the purpose that you have created us for. And Lord, we ask you to, to even now, we know that you're working. We just, we just want to surrender the, ourselves to you, surrender this day to you, surrender this night to you. Father, open eyes and open hearts tonight. And we will trust in you. We won't look at the hardness. We will, we won't, of, of the soul, of the lives, but Lord, we will just look to the power of your love to burst through. And we will take heart now as we just make this offering to you. Lord, thank you that you've invited us to a rich and amazing relationship. Thank you that you do love us. And thank you for the adventure that you've called us to. By your grace, through faith, we will continue for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week. 